0: What's up you guys, Sean raw Fightful.com, here with a name you know, and, and you know him by a bunch of different names, he's had success <laughs> under a lot of different names, whether it be Hunico, Cara, now it's Sinta De Oro, welcome to the show, I'm so excited to talk to you, before I even, we went on the air, I mentioned like you were a name that I wanted to hit up right after WrestleMania anyway, you've got a lot of stuff to talk about my man.
2: Yeah man, I'm, I'm excited, I'm excited to to talk a little bit about you know my my career, what's going on right now in my life, and everything that uh obviously pandemic hit and everything was at a halt. But I'm excited for what the future holds, and and I'm here for whatever you want to ask, man. Let's do it.
0: So how how has the pandemic affected you? I mean, are you staying safe? You staying healthy and all that?
2: Yeah, uh, I was fortunate enough to to you know be healthy throughout this pandemic. Uh I got vaccinated a few months ago, which is also you know what things that I, that I wanted to do. And, uh, I'm just keeping myself, you know, uh, healthy in the best way that I can. When I travel, when I do this, always, you know, put my face mask on, gloves, whatever I need to do to always protect myself. But, but obviously, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a tough year, man. It's been a tough year in, in every sense of the word for, for not just me, for a lot of us, you know, economically and, and emotionally, you know, we've lost a lot of people that we love, you know, a lot of us, and it's just, it's, it's been tough, but, uh. I take uh, always try to take the positive, you know, and, and uh, I've, I've really uh, taken this time to really think about a lot of things in my life, what I want to accomplish, what I want to do, you know, what, what, what's next for me as, as a, as a person, not just in my career and as a father. So I'm excited for what is to come now.
0: So where are you located as of now? Where are you based out of for those that, that might be interested in booking you in the future?
2: Uh, el paso texas el paso texas nice it's uh, es good que, si, if i say el paso they're like no but when i say el paso they're like oh el paso yes. <laughs> i love <laughs> so it it's, it's in el paso texas but when i when i travel out of mexico i usually travel out of ciudad juarez so whoever wants to you know if there's a promoter from mexico who wants to hire me we can fly out of ciudad juarez or if in the states or uh, europe or i fly out of el paso texas
0: now, obviously, you made some headlines when you asked for your WWE release, and you were granted it. And that was during a time where WWE was not granting releases for a whole lot of people that that yeah. wanted them. So you were one of the lucky ones that asked for it and and was able yeah. to get out. Did they apply a ninety day no compete to you uh, when when that happened?
2: Yeah, they did. They did I, when when I had the call when they called me to uh, to tell me that they were going to give me. My release, they they also mentioned that they were going to give me my 90 days, and I was fine with that, you know? Mm-hmm. I understood the process of how it was, and, and for me, it was, it was time for me to look, get, get everything back in, in order, so it gave me that little time to actually come home, get back in focus, and and start, you know, getting things ready for my career as an independent wrestler again, and, and then all of a sudden, pandemic hit, you know? Yeah. I asked for my release in November, I got my actual release in December, a month later, and then uh, pandemic hit 90, like my last uh check with W was March 13. The pandemic hit a week later. So it was just like, man, this is insane. And everything stopped. And you know, I didn't know what, what was gonna happen. Every thought, everybody said, Oh, 40 days and that's it. We're done. And yeah, no, you know, it's been more than a year now, and then we still can't even, you know, get back in the swing of things. But you know, I've I've learned a lot about myself throughout this time, you know, that I could survive outside W, that I could survive, you know, and, and doing other things not just in wrestling. So, so uh, I've learned a lot about my kids, you know, what they like, what they don't like um, spending a lot of time with them. And it's just been, it's just been, you know, taking the, taking the good out of, out of the bat.
0: And uh, yeah, that's something I was very curious about because like, we've, we've not seen a ton of you since WWE and that's a product of the pandemic because once your 90 days were up, the world stopped and we saw you pop up here and there, but I mean, did that put a damper on your mood? How how did that affect you mentally going through that, knowing that you had made a huge career decision and then all this unfolded? Did you have any regrets? Were you still feeling pretty good about it? How was that?
2: No, I I would just joke about it. Like say, man, I should have waited another, (laughs) like another year, whatever (laughs) to ask for my release. But Nah, nah at the end of the day i'm happy with my my decision what I, you know at the time and nobody thought this the world was going to stop like who yeah. would have thought this nobody and obviously it, it did affect me in the sense of like in, in, emotionally sometimes of like just you know i wanted to you know wrestle be out there and now that i had the liberty of doing all those things i wasn't able to do it it was in the beginning it was tough it was time for me you know to really showcase what i wanted and then all of a sudden like I couldn't because there were no shows, because of this, because of that. But I, I took it at one day at a time, you know. I was trying to just, you know, focus myself on, on the positive and not the negative. But yeah, there was times that I would just like go I felt like I was going crazy. I was like, man, what am I gonna do? When is this, this thing is gonna end? Like am I gonna be able to wrestle again or are people gonna, you know, still remember all those little thoughts, you know, in, in your head start start coming up. But you know, I'm a man of faith and I believe God has a plan for everybody and and in my case you know I understand that there's a lot of things that were going on you know I, I went through a lot personally also before the pandemic a year before that and then uh and then when the, this hit my career now and and but but I'm, I'm uh, I think that everything that that went on you know taught me a lot of, of like who I am as a person and 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 that I could accomplish a lot of things outside wrestling not just in wrestling so so now i'm I'm focusing on and I'm writing a couple of books right now oh, nice. a kid's book and a motivational book so so I'm excited about that. I'm doing a project with my brother we're putting out a solar company also soon so there's a lot a lot of little different projects out there that you know that, that we have uh, had the time to actually you know do uh I was just in um last week I went to Mexico to Tabasco. i got um I went to visit a kid that unfortunately has cancer uh he I got sent a lot of- a lot of messages from his family, like a lot of people got together, I guess and sent me on my social media and I ended up doing like a little video for for him and um and then and then I wanted to reach out and and went to visit him. I spoke with his mom and they said yeah you can come and and I went to visit him and you know I'm just trying to do you know things in a in a positive way for for not just me but for everybody and and if my career or what I do you know has an effect on people then let then let's motivate people, let's use that for something positive. And, and it was just a blessing to be out there. You know, I, it, it's a small town called, called Comalcalco, Tabasco. I had never been there in my <laughs> life. I never thought it, it existed, but uh, it was a great experience. The people there were uh, very, very, very kind, very cool. And, and uh, I know uh, right now, Elian, his name is Elian. He's in Mexico city. He's taking the chemo right now. So I wish him the best. And, you know, I'm just trying to keep myself, you know, in, in, in the light and, and continue, the the plan that, that God has for me. So I'm excited about that.
0: You mentioned writing a book. That's something I've noticed a lot of wrestlers uh, during the pandemic. You've seen them be creative and wrestlers are natural mm-hmm. born creative people. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think almost every person I know that gets into wrestling on their own has a creative mind, has that creative mm-hmm. ability. Cause that's what you guys are doing. You all are creating stories and telling mm-hmm. stories. And so so now you're doing it in book form.
2: Yeah yeah so it's uh i never thought you know I've, that i would ever write a book <laughs> to be honest i'm like who's gonna be interested in, in what i have to say but uh i think as as time has uh gone by and the more i've, I've done in my life and the more experiences that i've had i realized that you know i've had a an amazing life you know and i've had a got got some through some rough times but it's good for people to actually know what, what you know, what, what you thought of mine and what you went through as a young kid or what were you thinking or all those little things. Sometimes they're a the real thing. They're going to have uh, an effect on people because sometimes when people look at you, they see you as a, as a star, you know, bigger than life. But, you know, I was a kid growing up in the hood, you know, that uh, yeah. we didn't have much, but my dad always worked really hard. My mom also. And, you know, there was always food on the table, but, you know, I spent a lot of time by myself. I was... You know, I went through bullying. I went through all the the things of the gangs and all that that crazy stuff as a young man. So I had to learn to defend myself. You know, as, as at a very young age. And it was it was funny because in in the book uh, I mentioned you know how throughout my life as a young kid you know I was exposed to a lot of things. And even as a young kid, I remember that I would I would always think like that's I can't do that. That's wrong. This is gonna affect my wrestling career. I was like nine years old. And I was already thinking about my wrestling career, <laughs> you know, how would things would affect affect me, and 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 so that that's what his books about, you know, throughout my my life, how God kept me, you know, in a in a safe place, no matter where I was, no matter where I traveled, no matter no matter you know what I did, He would always like in a sense come back to me and always say, hey, remember, remember what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. So so that that's a good thing about now, you know, that I've lived through all that and and I can tell a story now about you know that that no matter what you do, no matter what what is your past? You know you can determine your future.
0: Speaking of defending yourself, you are known within wrestling lore a little bit, right? Like you you know what I'm talking about. All these stories about uh, about you scrapping it out with like Simon Gotch and Sheamus and and who else? Jericho. Like you're going after a lot of top dogs here. How true are some of these stories? And I mean. If anybody's been in a locker room, they know boys will be boys. Sometimes, sometimes that's mm-hmm. how you solve your problems. Then you're good with it. How yeah. true are these stories?
2: Well, I got sent to anger management classes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Was that by yeah. WWE? Yeah, by WWE. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of people don't notice, but they sent me to. But it wasn't. I don't have an anger issue. Like people that know me, that they understand that it's a, it's a, it's a respect issue. I grew sure. up in, and. In the hood, you know, in the segundo barrio, in El Paso, and in and Rio Colorado, and you Ciudad Juárez, and that's how you get respect. You know, and if they don't respect you, then you gotta show them how to respect And And for me, it was it's never been about proving anything to anybody. If I made it to the East because I was talented enough to be there, you know. And but I got in a few couples here and there. But the, you know what? The good thing about about men about us is that we can get in a fight one day, and then tomorrow we'll be fine. You so, take so your frustrations out, and you're fine, and you become and you're friends again. It's, yeah. We don't hold a grudge in, in that sense. And and for me, you know, obviously, it, it, me, you know, being being a Latino kid, it's different. You know, I, I was starting a different light, and and for me it was like, you know, they like you have to earn your respect. You know, that's how I grew up, and and sometimes in wrestling, it's a tough business because everybody wants to wants to poke you and wants to see if you, if, you, if you're if you're good enough to be there. You know, you yeah. know what I mean. And and I was never there to, you know, hurt anybody or, you know, say that I was better than anybody in that sense. But but obviously when it was time to throw down, I I can throw down a little bit. <laughs>
0: you, you and Jericho are a lot alike in that sense, because we heard about mm-hmm. that one. And Jericho mm-hmm. is known for being that type of guy, too. Like we heard right. about him and yeah. Brock going at it, him and Goldberg. So you got two guys who very clearly are not going to back down from each other. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, were you all good after that?
2: Yeah, we were good. It was just a little, you know, a little misunderstanding here and there, a little scuffle, whatever. And then we spoke the next day. Everything was fine. You know, I, I had no grudge on it. Nothing, nothing happened. Obviously, on social media, things gotta always get out of hand and say things sure. that that is not true and things like that. But. But you know, like I was saying before, like you you can get in a fight one day, and the next day you'll be fine. And and we you know we we talked, and everything was okay, everything was cool. And sometimes in the in the middle of a tour, it's tough because you're away from home. You know, a lot of emotions are going on, and things happen. But you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're 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 good friends. You know, we I don't I don't I don't mind you know anything that that went on and it, and it's, and it's also a learning experience. You know, also it teaches you a lot about yourself, and sometimes it. And you got to be able to maybe control sometimes your emotions and even in, in the toughest moments. So for me, you know, the things that I went through or, or the stories that they tell, I always let them let them let them continue telling the stories. Sure. The only thing that I can tell you is that, you know, that that I have defended myself and and then, you know, that that I can I can throw down a little bit yeah. <laughs> here and there. I, I don't I don't like to do it, but uh, I wrestled in high school, I also state champion wrestling oh, in high really? school. Texas. I was undefeated 35 and zero as a senior I was voted the most outstanding wrestler of the state tournament. I went to nationals, wrestled a couple of years in college. So that's a little bit about my background. And, you know, as a young kid growing up, I had to learn how to, you know, throw punches because if that, you would get bullied. It wasn't like yeah. today that, you were, that you know, kids have social media that have all this, you know, you go to a counselor and a lot of things for help. Back in the day, it wasn't, you were considered a wuss if you <laughs> would go and say that you were getting bullied, you know? It's like, you can't say that. So you have to learn to defend yourself. And and in wrestling, you know, there's a lot of there in the beginning when you're trying to make it, obviously people are gonna try and, and test you, see how bad you want it. So so for me, it was in that sense, but it was never to hurt anybody sure. or make anybody feel less than than me, you know. And and me and Seamus have a great relationship with uh Jericho also with Simon Gosh, I have no idea what he's what he's doing, but I wish him the best, you know. But
0: so we we've actually seen a lot of Latino and Latina. Pro wrestlers like transition to mma like sexy star and Thunder Rosa with Combate Americas especially like they have a big foothold has that was that ever anything that you considered doing or you would consider doing
2: they've asked me a few times they've asked really? me actually a few times you know, if i considered uh as the fighting in a cage you know and yeah and i was uh, if I was a lot younger I would consider it mm-hmm. because you have a i think in mma it's the mentality it's the most importantly is a mentality you have, you have to have that mentality of, of trying to prove something to somebody, you get that, you know, that, that, uh, urge of like trying to destroy. And that's how you have to get into that mindset. And, and, uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm in a different <laughs> time yeah. in my life now, you know, I, I'm not, a. am not in, in that sense. I'm trying to destroy anybody or this and that or prove nothing to anybody. I'm just trying to do the best thing that I can in my life and, and continue doing what I love, which is wrestling. So, but we never know, never say never. Right. Yeah. And pro
0: wrestling has such a long shelf life right now. People are wrestling later in their careers than ever. And I don't just mean being out there in the ring, but like putting on incredible matches. And it doesn't look Mm -hmm. like that's going to slow up anytime soon for you. Because I remember the last time I saw you on Raw, you had a new manager, you were good to go. You looked great in the match. Do you remember what the creative plans were for that? Because uh, it looked like things were moving up for you, but evidently it wasn't enough to keep you around.
2: Well, the thing is that I, it was mostly to help uh they were trying to push andrade and, and serena vega during that time okay. so they brought catalina with me to help with the storyline that was going on and i actually thought they were, they were i was going to continue having this young lady with me you yes. know over the course maybe of a year to build something up and then all of a sudden they, they told me no we're gonna bring her here for a few few weeks once it's over, it's done. And I was like, okay. And then, so what's next after that? What's next for me? What am I going to do? Am I supposed to just sit around again and wait? Or that was, I think, the, one of the, the things that made me decide that I wanted to, you know, leave the company, that I was done with the company. Because uh, I I asked a few people, like, what's the future holds for me? What do you guys have any plans for me? What's going on? And nobody would give me a straight answer. Uh, Paul Heyman told me a straight answer. He said, that kind of was well that. that's what he told me.
0: Man, how, how did you feel about that because I know in watching your other interviews you you wanted to make good on wdb's investment in that character because they didn't feel like they got their money's worth out of the, the, the guy who played it before and you were like I'm gonna make them their money on this character yeah. but you didn't feel like that that was provided the the appropriate opportunity
2: yeah I had I had the, the the right mentality of you know I, I wanted to earn what I was getting paid I was like I wanted to you know go if I went to television use me for television if I were there I wanted to earn my pay you know I wasn't I wasn't happy just sitting down and not doing anything and and I wanted them to get the investment that they had made on me you know you know stand out and and and, and succeed but but obviously it wasn't a lot of things were not on, under my control you know they a lot of things were in control and in an office and, 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 and the finger, you know, the little finger who they point they say, uh, grab the brass ring. That's not true. Yeah. It's whoever but, they want to give it to. That's not true of grabbing it. <laughs> we, we
0: saw Andrade ask for his release and he got it. What do you make mm-hmm. of his comments? He, he's really letting WWE have it lately. Cause like they'll, they'll talk about WWE well, Mexico and he's like, great. More people to sit in catering. Cause he was true. not happy with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it only comes to, in, in a sense, uh, like what I was telling before or, or my decision to leave, you know, it only, you know, makes my decision, you know, that I was right for leaving yeah. it, that I wasn't making it up or or that I was leaving because of uh, because of my ego or because I thought I was better than the company or all kinds of stuff, you know, that started saying it was because we don't get the opportunities that that we actually, you know, want to get. You know, how many, like I said before, like how many guys were in WrestleMania? How many Mexicanos were in WrestleMania this this week? None, not even one. And the Latino star was not even a wrestler. Yeah, that's, that's right. One, which is great. I mean, great for nothing against that Bunny. You know, he, he's, he's an amazing artist. People love him and, and great that he represents. But at the end of the day, if you're a wrestler, I would be very upset if I was a wrestler and not having myself in WrestleMania and getting that opportunity. If I was Carrillo, if I was Garza, if I was Metallic, I would have been very, very upset yeah. with my with that decision because I've been there for many years or a year or two years, whatever you've been there, and I don't get that opportunity. And then somebody else comes and takes it or something's wrong, right? Yeah. And then, so I think it's, it only comes to show that they don't care. They don't care about Mexicanos. It's true. It's and, true. I mean, now they say they want to you know, do great things in Mexico. Why? This is my this is my 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 way of thinking. Like, why would you want to segregate the talent yeah. instead of giving them an opportunity on your brand over here in Raw and SmackDown and NXT? Why would you have to segregate a talent and put your own, and make them their own brand just because you you don't want to use them over here? I mean, it, it doesn't make sense.
0: I mean, a huge part of our viewership is Latino and Latina. I mean, I all over the place. There's a huge section exactly. of American wrestling fans that want to mm-hmm. see that. Exactly. So that, that is very surprising to me. And uh, you were brought into well, at one point you portrayed the the Huniko character, which mm. I love that. I love the bicycle thing. With, <laughs> have you ridden a bicycle since then?
2: Yeah, I have. I have the the, the green and the red bike here in my, in my house. Oh, that's incredible. I I kept those. Yeah.
0: One of the things I always wanted to see was you in a Royal Rumble and Kofi Kingston to land on the bicycle, drive it around the ring, and then get back in.
2: <laughs> that, would been, that would have been a great spot to do, but I, we never got a chance to do it. I, I got, I got uh, taken out one time by Big Con. <laughs> she threw me out. <laughs> that was terrible i was like uh, man do i have to do this <laughs> yeah i've <laughs> always been doing.
0: so fascinated with how the royal rumbles work and you were a part of several of them including one over in yeah. saudi arabia how different yeah. was the one in saudi arabia to work through than the normal ones because we're talking about 20 more people in that than usual
2: yeah but the good thing about that, that it was uh each of us would go out like um, after a certain time it wasn't that every, it wasn't everybody in the ring at the same time like mm. usually we start with like 30 people in the ring and we started like battling it out this was like one after i think after a minute or after 30 seconds they would send somebody out and they would give us a little time to actually do some cool moves in the ring and and things like that so that was the difference about that one it wasn't it wasn't like a big big crazy smosh everybody in there. oh just the the typical battle royals yeah 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 yeah. and and that was that that but yeah it was long and that was the epic uh uh titus o'neill slip remember man yeah and and the, the, I know I know a lot of people when they think about it, they laugh. And uh, we we laughed in the back, it was crazy. But then if, if you really look at the the look at back, if if you if we would have had the old wrestling ring where they have like the, the screen, imagine he would have he could have you know really hurt himself, broken his neck or something. But good thing that the ring, you know, he could have gone underneath and there was like a little uh like a barrier also in the middle, and he went on the side, he would have hit it. Were something really bad could have happened so inside of all that you know funny stuff that happened that that is that's my way of thinking like man like you could have really hurt yourself or something really bad could have happened but uh i'm glad that he did not it. it was just a funny moment and and i got to live that it was it was a lot of fun he's a good guy too he, he is a
0: great he, guy i've always yeah. gotten along well with him and i mean he's being yeah. recognized which is really great yeah. in in the hall yeah. of fame so yeah, I, how was Saudi Arabia for you? I know you went over there a few times. You had went over there before the deal too, but you were also on the the not so
2: great <laughs> trip. Yeah, that that it wasn't fun at all. Like uh, a lot of the a lot of the boys were really upset. A lot of the boys were really. We felt that that the company let us, you know, let us down in that sense of like just keeping us out there. They didn't. They didn't really care. You know, they they were coming up with all these excuses about the plane not leaving because they were ordering a par. They had to come from a different place and this and that. But I think we all know the truth. You know, had, had you heard <laughs> yeah, that yeah.
0: Vince had had a disagreement with the head no, guy over
2: there? Because that's that's no, what... we didn't. We, we did. And in that moment, we didn't know at all. Yeah, no idea what was going on until like like I think the next day. then we actually were like we were there for like a day and a half. Like and uh, like being, I felt like I was being a hostage, being like. In a country like, what do I do? Like a lot of the guys were like thinking, "Should I get up? I'm, I'm going to go to the airport and buy a, myself a ticket and go back." Like we can't leave. Like what are you talking about? Like <laughs> like if, if they gave the order from up there, nobody can leave the country. So it was just sad to be able to realize that you know that and that true they didn't care. You know they left the the bosses left and they left they left us there stranded and see when they get back. And and so a lot of the guys, actually, when they, that happened, they went to the office and said they didn't want to go back.
0: Yeah. I know Andrade was yeah. one of those people. and uh, Andrade,
2: uh, Kevin Norton, some of the guys, actually, I think Daniel Bryan said it too. And yeah. Some of the guys, they were like, oh, we don't want to go back. And and, uh, and it's understandable, you know? Do we you had know, a meeting after that. It that's was, what I was about to ask day, you about that. It was a bunch of, like, just going here and there, like nothing, nothing concrete said about what happened. <laughs> and that's
0: a big money deal for them. So for a lot of their mm-hmm. top guys to be like, "We're not going back," that that hits hard.
2: Yeah, but a lot of the guys get paid the same. It, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like they were getting paid extra. They were making a lot of money, but not the guys. Yeah, only the only some of the guys were really getting you know a lot of money. Other than that, the the guys that were soldiers like me, they were always there. Not really. It wasn't like they were going to get this big bonus. Not true. Yeah.
0: So before we wrap up, of course, I want to talk about the Sinkara character mm-hmm. and. I I loved it because I remember when you showed off your masks in a WWE video, you mentioned the history about how you were the first Mystico and Mm -hmm. that got taken over by the guy who eventually was the first Sin Cara. Did you all have a little laugh over that? Like, was that considered at all? Did WWE have any idea when they did this, that that had happened in the past?
2: Well, yeah, they did because I had a meeting with uh, with Hunter and down in FCW when I Explain to him what had happened with uh with the names of mystical. It's not it's not that they came about the idea and all of a sudden they're writers and everybody just came up with this yeah. amazing idea. It was definitely idea. No, it was because I told them the story of what had happened. And then from there they got into we got into the storyline of the Sincara versus Sinkara and all that thing that happened. But uh, you know, I I had a great time being Sincara for seven years. I enjoyed it. I traveled many places. I wish I could have done a lot more with that if they would have let me. But at the end of the day, I always take the good from the bad, and and my my career continues, my life continues. Singara is still a big part of who I am; it would always be a big part of who I am. The test is right here, so I love it. You know, great memories, and and we got to continue living. We got to continue going on, and I'm just excited for what the future holds. And
0: you had some really great matches and moments as a as a part of Singara and. And I loved the black gear and the black mask. To me, that was such a cool contrast mm-hmm. to everything that we had seen of the light Sinkara mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. It was such a great transition and a natural story because otherwise, how would we know
2: who's under there?
0: It, it was such an easy yeah. story to tell. And especially with your history.
2: Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun being the heel, being the bad guy and, and portraying And And to be honest, if it was me, I would have, I would have loved to be, a uh, cause all, all usually the baby, all the mask guys in WWE are usually baby faces. Yes. I would have loved to actually be in a, the first, uh, mask guy to be a heel. That would have been awesome. They would have kept me with a mask, but made me a heel for a while, you know? And, and I think just if you got, got, a. Got ended really quick with me and uh, and the other sincara. I It was it was too quick. I think we could have done a lot more with it. We could have ran with it a lot more longer and done a lot more things. But you know, whatever happened happened, and I just had to continue um, the doing what I what I love, which, which was wrestling. And then all of a sudden, when I get the call to tracing cut after that, it was just like incredible. I couldn't believe it. But I ended up, you know, being myself, I ended up putting the, you know, a different light into the character, changing the outfit, a lot of the things, without losing the essence of what they wanted about Sin Cara. But I wasn't trying to be him, you know, I wasn't trying to wrestle like him. I was wrestling like my style, what I wanted to do, and even in in the creation of my outfits, because a lot of people thought that WWE would pay for my outfits. No, they would pay me, and I would have to, out of that, I would have to buy my outfits,
0: uh, were you surprised when you left that they didn't do a new Sing like put somebody else under the mask? Did you think they were going to continue mm. it?
2: I I don't think uh, maybe there's still a possibility, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe who knows? Who knows what they what they want to do? If they're going to do another one or not? But Impact I mean, has done that it,
0: a lot with the Suicide character. Like yeah, we've seen yeah. like five or six
2: different people under exactly. There. Yeah, but I don't. But I don't. I don't think it'll be. It'll be something. I guess good for the public anyways, but at the end of the day, it's, it's their only choice, whatever they want to do. I I was there for, you know, 10 years. I enjoyed my time there. It was good times, bad times. They want to, you know, they're going to come up with, with the, with another Sin Cara. Well, that's their choice or the decision, but I just have to continue of what I want to accomplish, you know?
0: Well, Cinta de Oro, I thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to see you back in the ring, see what you're doing next. Can't wait to check out your books. I'm going to make sure that when you write that children's book, it gets in my my wife's classroom as well. Very excited for that. But uh, let the people know anything else that you want. We got your Twitter handle up there, of course, but uh, let the people know uh, what you're up to.
2: Yeah, we're right now. We're 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 just waiting for the pandemic to end and, and start wrestling. You know, i getting calls from promoters from different places, and I'm just excited to you know continue my my career and and doing what I love, which is wrestle. That that's what I want. I want an opportunity to showcase my talent in and in Mexico, Puerto Rico, Qatar, wherever they come. You know, I'm I'm all for the challenge, and I'm excited for. What the future holds for not just me for but a lot of my friends that are that are you know going through all this craziness in the pandemic, but I want to thank you. I want to thank everybody, you know, that you know have always supported me in, in what I've done and and let's keep let's keep doing it, man. Let's keep going, let's not stop, let's just, you know, continue our focus and what we want to accomplish in our lives.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Hope I get to speak to you again. This was fantastic. Check him out, guys. Until next time, we're out.